and welcome to the Bullcast Podcast. I'm Katie Pickler, and with me, as always, is Court Winsett and Cameron Span. You're gonna have to like give us each a, a second to say okay. hello. And with me is Court Winsett. Hello. And Cameron Span. Hey guys. <laughs> Woo! See, I mean, we gotta add you into the intro, Cam. It's about time. Wow. Wait. So this is like a permanent thing? I, I think so, because you are. I mean, you are very active now. I don't know if I deserve it yet. We'll um, see. We'll see. I mean, I appreciate trial, it. Trial, trial basis. <laughs> Okay, and there's the opening jingle bell. A <laughs> couple of days before Christmas. I, can y'all believe it? Yeah, no. I I, mean, it does not feel like Christmas at all. It no. doesn't. And I, I wonder that. I'm like, it, is it just, I don't know. Is it just that it's been a weird year? Is it that weather's kind of been crazy? I don't know why. Like, I, I, my house is decorated. I've, you know, been trying to wear Christmas stuff. But I just don't have that bug yet. I feel like 2021 was kind of, everybody thought at the beginning of 2021, hey, it's going to be a reset. This year, you know, 2020 can go jump off a cliff and die. We're going to, 2021 is going to be the best. It's going to be, and we've, uh, we've gotten back some of our old habits and traditions and so forth, but it's still nowhere near normal. Nothing is normal yet. You know, there, there, yeah. it's, it's so. The Grinch is still kind of stealing Christmas. Yeah. There are still people out there that are angry. I'm not saying I'm one of them, but I mean, you know. There, there, there are some people. Yeah. So this is obviously the Thursday before Christmas. And so we kind of want to just throw some fun stuff out at you, but also drop some knowledge and debate because you know that that's what the three of us like to do is kind of healthy debate and arguments drop. where one of us is adamant on the win- being the winner. All of us are. Where one of us wins <laughs> and the rest of you are just wrong. Okay. So I had some <laughs> thoughts. I know the last episode we kind of talked about, uh, you know, Christmas Eve traditions and different things we've done and, you know, court with his Pete and Sam's and I've got the ravioli. Um, I was very curious cause I know this is something different. So Christmas morning, are you the type of family that you just, you know, go downstairs in your pajamas or do you get dressed? Some people are like fancy dressed up. Oh, pajamas. Oh, pajamas. Okay. Yeah, yeah. For, for 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 the unwrapping of family presents, it's definitely a pajamas kind of yeah. gig. I mean, I traveled to my parents' house that morning, but I still am like just throwing some, you know, sneakers and then wear my pajamas and head over there. Well, no, okay. See, we do our five-member family Christmas opening of presents at our house. Okay. Just us. Yeah. In our pajamas. When we start actually getting out and traveling to other, you know, our parents' houses and so on and so forth, we, we, we get dressed for that. Yeah, yeah. I'm the same. We do our intimate little family Christmas and then we go to the bigger family's house and we actually get dressed yeah. for that. Well, I guess because mine, like, you know, Daniel and I don't do like just us. Cause, like mm-hmm. we'll get to my parents' house super early and then have Christmas with like my nieces and all of them. So I guess that's why like. Maybe I guess I need to get dressed, but I do bring a change of clothes. So then when I go to Daniel's family, I'm dressed. Mm. There you go. (laughs) I mean, it used to be that we really got, I remember a time when I used to get very dressed up for Christmas day. Um, You know, I would put on nice slacks, nice shoes, a a new Christmas sweater that I just unwrapped that morning, so on and so forth. Now I'm like jeans and a flannel shirt and... (laughs) You know, I'm like, well, this is going to have to cut it all day because I'm tired. Yeah. <laughs> well, and so, Cam, I wanted you to kind of talk about the whole division of people and like, you know, balancing that because you've got a large family. Yeah. Yeah. So I've got uh, four sisters. So there's a total of five kids. We're all married and almost all of us have multiple children. So it's a big family. I think there's a 23 of us total. So probably 10 years ago, 
we got on a schedule. I think Abby and I set it for our entire family where one year we would all have Thanksgiving together. And then for Christmas, we would all go to the in-laws house. We would be apart. And then the next year it would, uh, it would be the reverse. Yeah. Thanksgiving would be apart. Christmas would be together. And it's been very helpful because being on a schedule, if everyone can agree to do it, you're guaranteed to for everyone to be together for at least one holiday. Because mm. if everybody's yeah. doing their own thing, you're never going to have the entire crew. Yeah. So I, mean, I, I highly recommend it. It may not be for everybody, but it's worked well for the spans. Yeah. I mean, that's something you've got to consider because I know it's, you know, my brother has uh, two kids and then Daniel and I don't have kids. So it's one of those that I very much am like, what is y'all's schedule? What are you doing? And I'm thankful my in-laws are like, hey, y'all are the ones that have little ones. And it's very important to be around their schedule to open up their gifts. But that's that's something you got to kind of have that conversation when you get married to somebody of like, hey, we got to figure out how we're going to handle holidays. And Court, you're going to have that issue sooner than later with your kids getting older and having you know spouses of their own and families of their own yeah they don't have spouses yet we're not i'm not ready to marry them off yet but it (laughs) it will we will we will probably be dealing with with some more family combinations in the next in the probably in the coming couple of years no i take that back even even the one the one of my children that is most likely to get married i think has has said that that their 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 plan is still several years off. They're planning on you know graduating from college and building a career before they before they actually do the whole wedding thing. So I think we've got a few years yet. Yeah, but I think that's something. I mean, holidays are very stressful, and trying to alleviate that stress so there's not one spouse bitter to the other because you're spending more time with their family than not. Not that that's ever happened to anyone I know. <laughs> Calling myself out. Okay, so I actually had another debate on here. Live trees versus artificial trees. I mean, you know, I I, I hate to be a Grinch. I'm, I, I very much enjoy other people's live trees. I, I have nothing against other people having them and like the way they smell and they're, they're lovely. I, Robin used to have to get the kids out of the house when it was time for me to put up the live tree. I would cuss that thing. I could not get it to stand up straight. Oh, no. Our first year of marriage, Robin and I lived in an apartment, just the two of us, obviously. We didn't have kids yet. I ended up just propping the tree up in the corner because I could not get the thing to stand up. It never really got better. I mean, I, I got a little bit better at it, but it, it never really... And finally, I was just like, you know, this is ridiculous. Let's just let's just do a fake tree. Yeah. Abby and I grew up with live trees. Uh, they're beautiful. They smell great. Everything you said, Court. Mm. But this year, Abby was trying to convince me to start doing uh, fake trees. Because they look better these days, and you can just keep using them. It's a better investment. I'm not quite there yet, because I like the tradition of throwing the tree on the car. What do you, what do you think, Katie? What well, do you do? okay, so you said the keyword investment. So I've I've had a live tree, but it was in the gazebo. I know, weird. But um, when I was a baby, I had a lot of kind of breathing issues at first, and my mom was concerned having a live tree that my allergies, I wouldn't be able to stand it. And she has allergy issues as well. So it was just a fake tree from the get-go. And we did have a pretty live tree in our gazebo that just had like pretty bows and stuff on it. So kind of had best of both worlds. But I've always had artificial trees. And like in my house, I've got five or six artificial trees decorated. Um, Daniel has always had live trees. And I fun little fact with that. I've learned that uh, decorating a live tree is very different than an artificial because my artificial, I can like bend a branch and like turn it. 
Yeah, that first year I helped uh, decorate the live tree of my in-laws. Um, I broke several branches because I was trying to, I'm like, move this way. And you just hear snap. And I'm like, whoops, Never where's, mind. The, where's the hot glue? Yeah, they don't bend like metal limbs. They don't. And that's, I mean, it really is a personal preference because if you've grown up with it, that I've never had that tradition of going out and, you know, cutting it down and putting it on your car and bringing it in. And I think there's something to that. Um, you've got to have the commitment of watering it and taking care of it. And they're expensive. And so you're sitting there looking at, okay, you know, buying a real tree is $70. Oh, no, that depends. I mean, it, I mean it, it, it's huge. Ours, ours is 100 every year, uh, so which is crazy for a tree. Mm. For a tree that you're going to have for the season, and then it's going to get thrown out. Versus these artificial trees, which, you know, the lights sometimes are already on it. Some of them are easy that you just put the sections together and it's done. You could be paying, you know, upwards of $150, $200, $300 for whatever size you want to get. But they last, you know, five, ten years. I don't know. I've been campaigning to throw ours out. But I, Robin said after last year we could throw ours out after last year. And boy, if that thing didn't sneak back into the den this year. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, if you get them after Christmas sales or early sales, I mean, if you know, a lot of times those Hobby Lobby sales look for that. And if you get your tree outside of the normal tree season, you can get a good deal on it. And there are good investments. I know I have a a pink Christmas tree. Yes, I know that shocks y'all. But I have a, it's a baby pink Christmas tree. It The lights are not really working on it at all. I'm having to put lights on it. I've had it since, I figured the other day, I've had it since I was in middle school, I believe. Mm. So it's lasted me a long time. It may have been high school, but um, it's one that I finally am like, okay, I got to replace that tree. And I think it's something that, you know, I look at it as an investment. You have that tree, but on the flip side, you've got to have somewhere to store it. You've got to deal with the reality that you could be prepared to put it up and then, oh lights don't work on it or something happened to it. So there's always that, but it's, you know, it's a personal preference. Look at it as an investment if you want to spend that money up front, knowing it's going to stretch out for a long period of time versus the every year expense. Yeah. Abby and I went to Home Depot a few weeks ago um, before we got our real tree, just looking at the fake ones and the nine foot trees were like three to $500. I mean, they're pre-lit. They're nice. Lord, Lord. It's expensive. Oh. I mean, I guess it pays for itself in five years, but yeah. if it lasts, I mean, do the lights on those fake trees no, last? I mean, we had, our, we had a pre-lit tree that lasted, I think, one Christmas season before the lights on the tree went out. Oh, See, boy. I've had much better success with mm. mine. I mean, my, my pink tree that was lit finally died about two years ago with the lights. So it lasted me over 10 years. We had, we, we, we kept it. We still have the same pre-lit tree. It's, and it's funny, different years, different, different lights will light up on it. Um, so for a while, like all of the lights on the bottom were dead, but then the lights on the top still lit up. And then one year it just randomly switched. Um, I don't know. And we always just put lights on it so that it'll have lights all the way up and down. And then there are years when, the tree is cursed and it kills the lights that we put on it. I mean, it's just, it's, it's always been a devil of a tree. You need to go to the curb, Court. Well, <laughs> so the trees that we've had here at, at Pickler Law Firm and Pickler Wealth Advisor buildings, those, we just had to replace those. And they've been around since we've had the office. So, I mean, going on 15, 15 years. 15 years, yeah. So it's, it's one of those of you take care of it. Like, do you properly put it back in the box? Do you store it? So... And I think it's the research, finding out, 
not just getting the cheapest tree, but spending a little extra money and getting a return on your investment. But also, if you remember from like our clothing episode, just because it's a name brand, crazy expensive thing doesn't mean it's the best. You've got to figure out, um, call Beth Pickler. She is very particular about her fake trees and which ones are the good ones that last and which ones don't. Well, now, and you also, an interesting thing that I had never seen, it, it didn't shock me that they exist, but I had never seen it before I started working here. We had always just piled the tree back into the original box that it came in when we were done with it for the season. And then when I came and started working here, they they actually have bags for their yeah. for the for the trees. You giant bag that you put the tree in and that I was like, "Oh, well, that's smart." <laughs> it keeps it where it's not having to squish it down as much and mm. potentially break branches and it it also helps that it's uh you don't have to fluff it as much mm. when you pull it out. Yeah, that's reaching in and twi- and bending out all of the individual branches uh-huh. so that it's it's floofed. Yeah, I hate that. I will say a few years ago, Abby had me pick up a fake tree. It had been used. It was 10 years old off some resale site. And it had the fake snow on the branches. Uh, that was a nightmare. The messiest thing. That yeah. thing went to the curb that year. Mm. The flocking is what it is. Flocking? I, yes. Okay. I, I am not a fan of that at all. But, um, I mean, it's everybody's got their personal preference. Everyone has what they like and don't like. But at the end of the day, it's kind of what's your tradition? What do you like? And if you are on the fence, like, you know, Abby's trying to sell you on doing a fake tree, it is an investment, but it is hard sometimes to think about shelling out that much money at one time and you're gambling on, is it going to last or not? But I throw out... You kind of do the same thing with cars. You do the same thing with a lot of, like, with computers. Oh, I'm going to spend all this money. It's going to last me this X amount of time. And it doesn't always. You could get a a lemon. You could get something that's screwed up. So just figure it out. Build it into your budget. And it's, you know, like, uh, I know I've talked about before, Memphis Oral School for the Deaf, that my mom helps decorate the tree. It is a 12-foot tall Christmas tree that they have used for a long, long time. And it's, it's starting to look sad. And... But that's a huge investment to buy a brand new 12-foot tree. And so that's where it's kind of, they've joked, like, got to start saving our pennies so we can afford to get this new big tree. Yeah, I mean, see, and that's the thing. When, you, when you're looking at your Christmas budget, you, you don't budget the tree, really. And so if you, if you all of a sudden are spending like $500 on a tree, then you're like, well, that's got to come out of somebody's gift. So, you know, you, you, because remember, Christmas is, is not all about the tree it's it's about getting gifts so (laughs) (laughs) well that's court's opinion (laughs) no it's i mean i think a lot of stuff on christmas is there's you've got to look at that and look at things these people that change their decorations every year i don't know how they afford it you do Um, it every year at halloween i no i tweak my decorations Mm -hmm. some i change the theme of the skeletons but i still have the same like pieces and the investment of like buying the skeletons and the clothes I get are from Goodwill and all that. Mm-hmm. But um, there's people that'll change and like, oh, this year I'm doing all like purple theme or I'm all doing a blue theme. And of course, when I was telling Daniel this, I was like, I don't know how they do that. He was like, well, you keep buying new Christmas stuff every year. And I was like, yeah, but I use it again and again and again. But eventually, okay, so just look at it this way. Eventually with you and your habit, your habitual purchase of, of new decorations every single year, eventually you'll end up having so many Christmas decorations that you can't possibly put them all up. Can I? You can't. 
You, you you will get to a point. I know your shopping will exceed the size of your house at some point. And have then, you and Daniel been talking about my shopping? Then you'll issue? have to. Then you will have to decide on a theme, and you'll just use the decorations that year that fit that particular theme, and you'll rotate them. It'll be great. Well, I mean, it's like I realized I had a ton of Disney ornaments, so then I had to buy another tree to make a whole Disney theme tree. <laughs> so. <laughs> You're just proving my point. I know, I know. But a, a good investment I did go through is, um, you know, we always like Christmas lights on our house every year. And there's a company called Trim Lights that my brother told me about. And it is almost like permanent lights you have on your house that you can't really see them. They're kind of hidden, but you can use them for Christmas. You can use them for any holiday. They do different colors and all of that. And so to us, instead of paying every year to have someone come out and put your Christmas lights out, which is so expensive. I knew that I like throwing parties and having different lights up at different times of year. This was an investment to try and do that. So if there are things that kind of make your life easier, that you can go and spend a little bit more money up front, but then saves you money in the long run. Look at some of that. Uh, I, I, Cameron, I'm, I'm, I'm not the type that, that, Pay somebody to to come put my Christmas lights Can't on. Put them up yourself. No, I just don't do Christmas lights. I mean, Katie, I'm intrigued. I may look up this company. It's, it's I bet cool. it's crazy expensive though, isn't it? It really was. So what I did is, um, we were paying a company, and they were great. We were paying them to come do our Christmas lights, and they were the type that they would come, put them up, and they'd take them down, and they'd store them for you. And they had this nice breakdown and said that you know. Within, you know, three years, you've paid for your stuff, you've got this, and the price gets lower every year because you are paying towards the product, but then paying for the service. So we did that, and then I looked at this company, and what I would pay for having those lights put on my house paid for like three years of the professional lights being put on and put off, but now it was where I can use it at Halloween. I can use it for, you know, Mardi Gras, Super Bowl, whatever. Mm. At any point, I can get on my app and turn on a crazy light. Someone can't find my house. I can be like, oh, look for the red lights. You know, whatever it could be. That's pretty cool. So, I mean, it, it's cool. It's fun. And, you know, it's a little extra. Everyone in my new neighborhood knows who I am because of my lights on my house. Are they pretty hidden? Like, if I was to turn them off, would it just, would you be able you, to see you them? You can't notice You them. can't see you, them you at all. See, it is, yeah. It's a strip. Around I mean, they're, oh. they're tiny little LED lights that are under under the eaves. Oh, you know, okay. So. so they're hidden under the eaves. Yeah. And I've got it all the way around the whole house. All right. I'm yeah. looking it up. Yeah, look it up. Okay. So we talked about Christmas Day and, you know, pajamas are getting dressed up. But I'm always curious about the presents. Mm. And so are you, Court, obviously. It's all about the gifts. It's all about the gifts. So are you the type of family that are very civilized and, like, everyone takes a turn and you go around or is it just like free for all? Everybody open up. Okay, well, let me break this down into two separate sections. <laughs> I will be very scientific about this okay. and say that first, um, obviously, and I know, and I don't, I've never really understood why, but Santa Claus, for some people, he leaves wrapped presents. For some people, he leaves presents that are put together. In my house growing Unwrapped. up. In my house growing up, it was unwrapped, put together. Everything was out mm -hmm. and shiny and new. So when I was growing up, there was there was kind of a free-for-all, but it was very much just a, a free-for-all. Everybody's checking out their gifts because there they were and they weren't wrapped. And so you didn't have a whole lot of opening. And yeah. then we would move on to the presents from my parents that were wrapped usually. And then, of course, as the day went on, you had other family coming in and bringing gifts. And that was usually just a free-for-all of unwrapping. Now, fast forwarding, um, 
Santa doesn't Santa doesn't leave unwrapped presents anymore. I think it has to do with the kid's age. You know, like I, Santa did it for my kids too when they were young, but now that they're older, he just wraps everything. And so in the morning, we basically have uh, it, it's really it's really nice the way the way that it's done because everything is wrapped by uh, a theme for a particular child or other person in the household. That's smart. And so you just you look for this kind of wrapping paper, and that's that's my son's presents. And so he just gets a pile of presents, pulls them out from under the tree, sets down with them, and people start opening, and everything's going crazy. But you know, somebody will open something and show it to everybody, and and you know, someone else is opening something and showing it to everybody. So it's not like everybody waits their turn to open the next gift. That would take all morning. But it's also not just, you know, everybody tearing into stuff all at once. You know, there's, I usually wait. I don't open whatever gifts I get until after everybody else has opened their stuff. And Robin is even worse than me. She'll sit and wait forever and ever and ever. That's what we do. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but so it, it's kind of a, it, it, it's it's kind kind of a planned chaos more than anything, I would say. What about you, Cam? Yeah, so we wake up and mommy and daddy first need their coffee. <laughs> All presents are wrapped, 100%, except if it's a bike. One year we did a bike and it's just impossible to wrap. And put a Plus, I on. want them to be able to enjoy it. A bike takes a while to put together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We start with the kids and we try to give them one at a time so we can see them unwrap it. Because mm-hmm. with chaos, you can't see them enjoy a gift. Mm. So we let the kids finish and Abby and I draw it out. Like you said, we're like, no, we don't want to open ours yet. So once all the kids presents are opened, they're playing with them. And then Abby and I just exchange gifts. Mm-hmm. Katie. Yeah, well, so we have that. Um, we walk in the room and then Santa has different areas where you go. And that's where a lot of times Santa's really good about bringing like your toiletries and, you know, all of that, that, you know, he makes sure you got your deodorant and all of that. Um, and then we take the presents we try and do the wrapping paper, but it always ends up not working. And so my brother and I typically would be in charge of dividing out where everybody's presents go. And then we do go one at a time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I will tell you, when it was the four of us, it worked out fine. Like Chris and I would actually build little wall barriers between us with our presents to try and separate whose area. Of course, he would get mad when he got older because he would get all these like DVDs and like video games. So he had little boxes and I'd have like shoes. So I'd have big boxes. So my fort was always better. But I will tell you now that we've added two more adults and two kids going around one by one, it takes forever. Yeah, it would absolutely take so long. (laughs) And we may have to this year kind of adjust that a little bit and, you know, maybe it's you know, yes, you want everybody to see what you're opening, especially if it's, you know, you want to see their reaction and how I know y'all know that like, I'm a big reaction person. I want to watch somebody's face and if you miss it, but yeah, I I admit that it takes a long time being patient while having everybody open at once. And especially if somebody gets something that's hard to open and you're like, come on, come on, hurry up. Yeah. Yeah. The the tradition I just said was on the off year when we're with Abby's family, because that's when we do our small Christmas and then we go to their house. Mm -hmm. When it's with my big family, and they're all the children. We try to do one at a time, but it doesn't work. It is the most chaotic thing you've ever seen. Yeah. I mean, yeah. wrapping paper in the air. It's awful. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. So, you know, 
Christmas Day, you've opened your presents. Some people go to the movies afterwards. Yeah. That's I, a big thing. I have, I, I have known that to be true. I like the... I've never done it, but I like the idea of it. That sounds kind of nice. It's kind of cool. Um, the one time we ever actually did it was on a cruise ship. We... When you're uh, Robin's entire side of the family, we all went on a cruise for Christmas. And on Christmas Day, we watched, I think, Lincoln. Like, huh. I got up and went up on the deck, and it was sunshiny, and I, Robin ordered me a fruity tropical drink. And, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm spending Christmas in the sun and the waters flowing by. And then later on in the day, we went and saw Lincoln in, 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 on the, on, in the on-boat theater, which blew my mind. Because the first time I ever went on a cruise ship was for my... Uh, honeymoon a long, long time ago, and they didn't have full size movie theaters yeah. on the ship when on, on the first cruise I went on. It would, it would... Do they show new releases or? Are they... Oh yeah, oh yeah. So it's a legit movie theater. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like Lincoln was had been re- released just just then when we were on the ship. Now, wow. I will say this: it was the year that um, Christmas Day, I think. Uh, Les, Mis, Les Mis came out. The movie version of Les Mis came out. And they didn't have that on, on the ship. So it wasn't like new releases, new releases. But newer, it, was, it yeah. was newer movies that we had not yet seen. And we watched them on the ship. It was cool. Okay, so hopefully you've done all your Christmas shopping. Because this is the Thursday before Christmas. Nope. Um, <laughs> I'm always a Christmas Eve shopper. You're a Christmas every time. Eve shopper. Well, so in case you decide to not go and buy something from a store, there are a couple of last minute things you can do. Donate to someone's 529 account. And again, that's that educational savings account. So if you've got, you know, a niece or nephew, grandchild, anybody who is of the age that they may potentially be going to college one day, this is something you could donate to their account, and it's you know a great benefit for them, and you're really giving the gift of education and future. And the look of joy on a child's face when you <laughs> hand them a card that says, I've donated to your 529. They just, no, really, honestly, that's it's a for gift the for the child's parents. Yeah. yeah. It's, I mean, I, so I started doing that with one of my friends when she had her son, like I threw her a baby shower and got her a gift, but for the kids' birthdays, I'm doing contributions to their education accounts because I feel like that's kind of like you, you're going to get all the toys you want from other people. You're going to, you know, outfits and stuff like that. I'm going to give towards this because then you can put in an account and have it working for you versus that toy that's, you know, the kid may end up hating because I mean, a lot of kids just like the box or the wrapping paper and not the toy itself. So that's something you can do. Um, I remember when I was younger, uh, my Aunt Virginia and Uncle Wayne would always give me and my brother savings bonds. And it kind of was at first that like, oh, what is this? But very cool and unique that it's kind of I could expect every year that's what I would get a savings bonds from them. Now, people aren't doing that. And it was like a physical got mm-hmm. the savings oh, bonds. Yeah. People aren't doing that as much anymore. But that's something that if you want to start teaching kids at a young age about investing and, you know, having their money work for them, that's something to consider. A little a little side note there, and it's a little bit off color, so I apologize for that on the front end. But savings bonds and giving savings bonds as a gift has always reminded me of risky business. Because yeah. his entire business plan is based on the premise that all of his friends have savings, savings bonds, bonds yeah. that they can cash and use for his business. I'll... Just leave it at that. (laughs) (laughs) For his business. Check out the movie. It's very good. Um, Okay, the other thing is, and I don't want to go too deep into this, but I did want to mention a little bit about charitable giving. We did an episode last year that really dove into that about how 2020 was tough and charities really needed donations. 
unfortunately, we're in the same boat again. Mm. Charities are really hurting. It is 2021. Um, and they still the are affected. They're, yeah, they're still affected. I know a lot of charities have had to close their branches and really lessen their reach because of not having funds. And so, uh, you know, what they've actually done is you can actually have the year end gifts and plays into your taxes, which everyone hates taxes, but there are advantages of giving those year end tax gifts. So the pandemic led to a March 2020 Coronavirus Aid Relief and Economic Security Act, the CARES Act, mm-hmm. which gave taxpayers the opportunity to deduct, to deduct donations of up to $300 per adult or $600 per couple if they were filing jointly. The act was set to expire in 2020, but they've actually extended it through the end of 2021. So what this means is that if you're an individual taxpayer, you're permitted 300, married filing jointly 600, you got to get those cash donations in by December 31st, 2021. Mm. So next Friday? Yes. Yeah, next Friday? Yes. New Year's um, Day is Saturday. Yes. And so it has to be a donation, a cash donation to a qualifying organization. Now, when I say cash, it doesn't mean you have to like give them cold, hard cash. Well, yes. Go back and watch our, or listen to our cash episode and and, and you'll know what we mean by cash. Yeah. It's, it's checks, credit, credit cards, debit cards, whatever it needs to be. It also is unreimbursed out-of-pocket expenses from volunteer services. So that's not your volunteer service hours, but it's <laughs> unreimbursed. My word. Court's looking at me like That was I'm a crazy. mouthful. <laughs> It's on the website. It's on the IRS. Um, however, these cash contributions don't include dropping off household items like goodwill or value for your volunteer servicing or security. So if you're given stocks I'm just or saying, property. My time is very valuable. I do not know why I cannot <laughs> deduct the time that I spend doing all of the good things that I do every year for all of the people. <laughs> I'm a very giving person. So if you were thinking about giving a year-end gift, then it's something that obviously it can help with tax tax deductions. You're giving a gift. You're being nice. You're being philanthropic. That's another reason. You're helping something out, um, you know, if it's something you're passionate about. But also, if you're not sure what to get somebody, if they have an organization or a charity that they really work with a lot, you can give a gift in their honor or in memory of someone who's passed away. Like a lot of times when someone passes away, you see like donations are contrib- or asked to be sent here, but you can also do that at Christmas as well. And so I know a lot of people will give to a church or they'll give to a different organization, but that's, that's something to consider. And yes, to some people, if you gave a kid, you know, oh, I donated to, you know, Ronald McDonald house for you. Kid may not be excited about it, but if you give it to an adult, they should be excited about that. That's a nice gift. They should. And they if should. you're not, you're a bad person. <laughs> oh my gosh. Lord, don't be a Grinch. But obviously, um, the end of year tax gifts, you know, I'm not going to dive into it because every situation is extremely individualized and it's what's best for you. But talk to your, talk to your financial team, you know, your financial advisor, your tax preparer, all of them and figure out, is this something that would benefit you to give an end of year tax gift? And if it is, then make sure that you get it to that charity prior to the year end. I know when I worked at a JDRF, then as long as we had a check come through to us that was dated December 31st, even if we weren't able to cash it until January and deposit it into the accounts, as long as it was dated with that December 31st, it counted. Mm. 
So talk to your tax preparer, talk to your financial advisor, see if this is something that you need to try and uh, over the next week or so get this in to help benefit you when it comes around for taxes. So, I mean, we went from live trees and, you know, Christmas morning opening presents to taxes. Yes, <laughs> very fun. Um, yeah, I feel like we should do like a, a, a varied list. I feel like the last few episodes, we really haven't thrown a list. We yet. haven't had a list, no. Yeah, we need, to, we need to like just here at the end of the episode, we need to come up with some sort of list of awesomeness. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was thinking like, well, what's you, the list you know, then, Court? We kind of skimmed over movies on Christmas Day. What what movie do you watch on Christmas Day? Well, Christmas Vacation is on like twenty four hours a day. I mean, you, day and we've I think we've hit this topic before because you got Christmas Vacation. Uh, oh no, it's a Christmas Story. I'm a sorry, Christmas a Christmas Story, story is twenty four hours. Growing not up, Christmas it, we always watched a Christmas Story on Christmas mm-hmm. Eve because they do the twenty four hour marathon. Mm-hmm. This year. We don't usually watch a Christmas movie on Christmas, but this year we've watched, leading up to Christmas, Four Christmases, Home Alone, and Christmas Vacation. Mm. And I will say, Home Alone was always my favorite Christmas movie. Oh, that's good. But this year, Christmas Vacation, I think, has taken the spot. As Christmas an adult, is it is so good. It's good. Mm. Christmas Vacation is awesome. Um, I mean, you can't... We always end up watching probably A Wonderful Life, The mm. Grinch. Uh, Babes in Toyland used to be one of mm-hmm. my absolute favorites. Yep. Mm. Yep. Do you not know that one, Court? No, I mean I know it. I just I, it's not it's never been one of my absolute favorites. I I've never heard somebody list that off in, in, in their for, list. I just have this memory. So in my parents in what we called the playroom, there was this big old trunk, and it had the Christmas VHSs in there. And I always was so excited when it became December, and I would go and like open the trunk and pull out, and it would always be like Babes in Toyland and like all these older Christmas movies and. The original, like Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street, and I, I definitely grew up watching some of the older ones mm. for sure. Yeah. Oh, we watched The Holiday as well this month. Mm. Oh yeah. And maybe on Christmas night, Abby and I will watch The Family Stone. That sounds kind of nice. That's that movie is. I struck. I mean, shut up. Shut I, up. I mean, I'm just. <laughs> it's it's not. It doesn't exact. It's got a kind of a happy ending, but it's, not it's, really. It's sad. Yeah, yeah. It's. I mean, it's kind of a kick in the gut for a Christmas movie. I want feel good. Yeah. Well, like Jingle All the Way. Schwarzenegger. Yeah. That one's hilarious. My daughter actually uh, talked to me last night. She said, oh, I watched Jingle All the Way the other day. And it occurred to me that, wow, you know, movie that that particular movie trope, the, the parent searching frantically for the toy days before Christmas, it must not be quite as effective anymore because because of the internet. I said, I don't know about you, but I've been frantically shopping on the internet uh-huh. trying to find presents just as much as I used to frantically shop in the stores. It's yeah. still impossible. Yeah. As a kid, I had the Turbo Man action figure from Jingle All the Way. Oh, fun. It was so cool. Nice. I like one that is terrible, but I don't know why I always watched it. it was a uh, Home for Christmas with Jonathan Taylor yeah, Thomas yeah. and I think Jessica Beale. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it was it was so bad, but it was good to watch. I think I'm gonna watch Scrooged. I watched that on the airplane the other day. Yes, and I forgot how weird that movie is. Oh, it's fantastically weird. Like the it is the Bill ghost Murray. in the cab. It looks like a cracked out person. He is terrifying. Yeah, it's it's it really is just perfect. Perfect Bill Murray in every way, and I think everybody needs a little Bill Murray on their Christmas. Well, of course, it's a Bill Murray. I mean, I feel like he could do a Christmas special. But there's, uh, then again, there's the five million and ninety nine Hallmark movies that are out there. Of, oh yeah, you know, a Christmas Although, and a Prince, a Christmas and a Princess, Christmas whatever, like the Princess Switch. 
Yeah, Prince that's not that's, Those are actually cute, that's though. That's Netflix. That's, yeah. And see, that's the thing. I've, I've mentioned it before. I will mention it again, and then I will be out of things to say for the day. Um, it, there is a very noticeable difference between your Netflix Christmas movies and your Hallmark mm-hmm. Christmas movies. It's this built on the same sort of cheesy, Christmassy, feel-good vibe, but there's a definite difference. Yeah. <laughs> Netflix is spicy Hallmark. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes it well, is. Well, and it's kind of like we talked about before, like those beloved shows always had like a Halloween episode. Well, a lot of them have their Christmas episode. Mm. I, for some reason, was a uh, watching, I had growing pains um, playing in the background when I was wrapping presents and came across uh, one of the episodes, which was Christmas, and, you know, uh, Alan Thicke was a psychiatrist. Mm. And this particular episode, he had a client that was very sad at the holidays, and he dressed up as Santa and was going to fall down the chimney and kill himself. And it was just, it was very, it, it was a very dark. It was a very special episode of Growing It was a very pains. dark episode. And My it's, word. And it's that um, they had gotten a puppy for the youngest kid, and then it turned into the kid ended up giving it to the man because he was lonely. It was, it was a tough episode. Yeah, I'm not watching That's that. a lot to take in right now, It was now, a Katie. lot to just, take I in. I just told you, I need some happy on my Christmas day. But it's, I mean, there's, you know, there's, there's some shows like that, of like taking care of others, and it's those that show, you know, giving their toys or giving whatever item they had to someone else less fortunate. But I guess I'll throw that little bummer in there, but also, like, check on your people. You know, if someone you think is, has recently lost a loved one or is just kind of down in the dumps and may not be around family or friends, then reach out to them and invite them to, find them to your house. See if they're okay. That sounds like a bullseye to me. Check on your people. Check on your people. Check on your people. I like that. And every time you hear a bell, an angel gets its wings. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, there is the closing bell. Good. You have made it to the end of yet another episode of the Bullcast Podcast. If you liked what you heard and you'd like to hear more, please feel free to go to your favorite subscription service and subscribe. We will beam directly into your face every single Thursday <laughs> at noon-ish. Um, if you'd like to find out more about me and Katie or more about our podcast or more about Cameron, you can go to our website. That is bullcastpodcast.com. We have a Twitter handle, at Bullcast Podcast, an Instagram handle, at Bullcast Podcast, and we also have a website for the place where we are employed. That place is Pickler Wealth Advisors. And if you'd like to find out more about where we work, what we do, our amazing team, and our amazing boss, David Pickler, please feel free to go to that website. That is PicklerWealthAdvisors.com. That's advisors with an O. Not an E. Ladies and gentlemen, I've given you everything you need to go forth and be Merry Christmas. So for now, I'm Court. I'm Katie. I'm Cam. And we're done. Merry Christmas.